It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and this week for show number 158. For the week of September 8th, 2016, we're going to be in the midst of royalty. We're also going to go high-flying with some great high kicks, as well as maybe hang out with a really laid-back Baron Blue, because we have none other than Joel McCreary stopping in here at the show. Now, Joel McCreary, who you may know is the current animated voice in video games, DVDs, and more as the voice of Blue, he's also Bobby Wood. Wasabi, yes, on Disney XD's Kickin' It. You also know him as the Prime Minister of Genovia from The Princess Diaries 1 and 2, as well as from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV series, and so much more. And Joel's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. What it's like being this iconic character and iconic voice in Baloo, what it's like writing and being part of the Kickin' It TV series on Disney XD, and so much more. So Joel's going to stop in, share those stories, and have all kinds of fun, and I can expect that you might want a sausage or two, Bobby Wasabi style. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team, and you have questions, and he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know. We also have Paige, who's bringing you some music for your ears in the Magical Music Review. Nathan is going deep into the archives, putting on the white gloves, and telling you just what happened this week in Disney history. We have Cody, who's taking that stroll down the Hollywood Walk with a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, the one and only Joel McCrary. We also have Jason, who's going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you have to add to your collection. And that's not all. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire. From the Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World Resort, Star Wars, T-shirts, the Disney Channel, all new music from Walt Disney Records, as well as Marvel Entertainment, and so much more. So before I jump into this week's show and kick things off here this week, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% free, no-fee agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare, make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, tickets, the resort, you name it, they are going to make it magical for you, make it seamless, and help you have those memories at the Walt Disney World Resort. And just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they are going to hook you up. Yes, from lanyards and autograph books, they're going to toss in these freebies just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio. Now, how cool is that? So definitely check them out, mickeystravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I am about to get energized. I'm about to work out. I'm about to put on a crown and be in the midst of royalty. So, let's officially kick off show number 158 for the week of September 8th, 2016. And how about just hanging out with all of you and kicking it with you?
There she is right there. That's me at Thermopolis. Glamour. Romance. Fame. Mia Thermopolis had it all, but only in her dreams. As always, this is as good as it's gonna get. Her real life was completely ordinary. You're way tense. But now, something's about to happen. Your grandmother called. This is the first time she's ever contacted us. What you want? That will change everything. I am queen of Genovia. Whoa, whoa. And you are princess. Shut up. Just in case, I'm not enough of a freak already. What's that, Tiara? I can teach you to walk, talk, sit, stand like a princess. Let the work begin. We don't slump like this. It's a question of taste. Princesses never cross their legs in public. Tuck one ankle behind the other. A matter of grace. Oh, oh! What kind of dancing do you do? Where is the beautiful girl? My granddaughter Amelia. And a chance. Attack! To make all her dreams come true. Only Paolo. Can take this and give you much better. Walt Disney Pictures presents Anne Hathaway and Academy Award winner Julie Andrews. Do you think she can do it? I have no doubt. Princess Diaries. I would like to propose a toast. This is Joel McCrary, uh, one of your favorites from Disney, from Kicking It to Princess Diaries to the voice of Baloo. Oh, yeah, man, I'm gone, solid gone on Disney On Demand. It's bare necessities. 
Listening to Disney on Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney on Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig, you know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, LVD heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 158 for the week of September 8th, 2016, as we are getting ready for the one and only Joel McCreary to stop in here at the show. Yes, the voice of Baloo. You also know him from Disney XD's Kicking It as Bobby Wasabi, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, a TV series, as well as the Prime Minister in Princess Diaries 1 and 2. And he's going to be stopping in, talking about a variety of different things. We also have the D-team here of Cody, Paige, Nathan, Jason, and Aaron, all stopping in here this week with their signature segments and tons of news hot off the D-wire. So before I jump into that news, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our lifetime of Disney player, and more right there on the official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also join in the discussion on our D-Wire Disney discussion group as well on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Just search Disney On Demand. 
Disney Blue, yes, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique show on all these outlets. And if you can't stay connected soon enough, you want it as soon as it gets released, all you got to do is go to Stitcher Radio or iTunes and subscribe right there. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio, and you can subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, and more right there as soon as they get released. It is that simple, that easy, through iTunes and Stitcher. Radio. And remember, you can get all of these links and more on our official website at dizradio.com, dizradio.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it's out of the way. You know how to stay connected here at the show. Let's just jump into that news hot off the D-wire. And how about back by popular demand, Halloween at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes, Disney in concert with Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas is coming once again. Now this is Halloween as they're putting it as Los Angeles reigning pumpkin king Danny Elfman is going to return to the Hollywood Bowl on Saturday, October 29th at 8 p.m and Sunday, October 30th at 6.30 p.m., performing his role of Jack Skellington singing live to the film, a very special screening of Disney's timeless holiday classic that everybody loves, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, Elfman will be joined by other original cast members, including Catherine O'Hara, who we all know as Sally, Ken Page, a past guest here on the show who plays Oogie Boogie, and let's not forget Pee Wee Herman himself, Paul Rubens, as Locke, part of the trio from Locke, Shock, and Barrel. Now, tickets go on sale Friday, September 9th at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster. Now, Danny Elfman, who wrote the film's songs and the music and lyrics, composed its original score and more, was the original singing voice of Jack Skellington. He says being able to perform The Nightmare Before Christmas last year was so much fun having it in sync with a full orchestra and it was such a thrill. By having Catherine O'Hara, Ken Page, and Paul Rubens to perform with me will really make it special, unique, and magical experience. Now Catherine O'Hara herself, the original voice of Sally, added to that statement saying, I'm proud to once again be part of such a fun evening celebrating Danny's musical genius. Now the original voice of Oogie Boogie Ken Page also has stated there is nothing that I can compare with stepping out into Hollywood's bowl stage to a sold out house with the great LA musicians playing Danny Elfman's brilliant score to The Nightmare Before Christmas and recreating Oogie Boogie's song live on stage and doing it again and again. Now, last year's Nightmare at the Bowl was named the number one concert of 2015 by the Orange County Register, beating out such shows as the Foo Fighters, Janet Jackson, Garth Brooks, Shania Twain, and Willie Nelson, among many others. So that right there is a testament to how much people really love this. You definitely want to check this one out. It is going to be fun, live, in concert, and more. Now, if you want to find out more about this, all you have to do is go to HollywoodBowl.com or search it on Ticketmaster as well. Now, getting away from Halloween things, since it is fall though, and getting into that thing that everybody loves, photographs, photography, and pictures, and taking those pictures at the Disney parks. And RyanCranePhotography.com has now been launched to help photographers improve their skills with Disney World photos. Now, Ryan Crane, as many of you know, is a world-renowned and award-winning photographer, well-known for having such artistic takes on the Walt Disney World photographs. Now, the site RyanCranePhotography.com has officially been launched to help you. Now this is a website that's going to help vacationers, aspiring photographers, and seasoned photographers improve their skills. Now while there is more detailed help and lessons on the sister site called improveyourphotographyonline.com, RyanCranePhotography.com has many free resources available to everybody instantly. Now, along with helping photographers improve, the website is also geared towards giving back to society. Helping others and giving back is very important to him and his team at Ryan Crane Photography. 
Now the site has a section to auction off prints and each print that gets auctioned off donates to a charitable cause. Now these auctions can be found at ryancranephotography.com and the auctions often donate 25% of the total sale price to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital to help children who are truly in need. So now if you love taking those pictures, you love taking photographs of the Magic Kingdom and you've seen many of Ryan Crane's photographs of the Magic Kingdom, they are outstanding. They are just gorgeous to look at and I love many of the effects he adds to a lot of it. Now you can check out ryancranephotography.com to get even more tips, tricks on how to really capture those great looks, those great memories, and those magical moments at the Disney parks. Now, since we are talking about the Disney parks, how about Disney Parks launching its 10th annual Mom's Panel Search this week? Yes, this week Disney Parks officially kicked off the 10th annual search for applicants to join in the 2017 Disney Parks Mom's Panel. Now, moms, dads, grandparents, and guardians of all walks of life can serve as panelists for this award-winning online trip planning forum. Now, Disney Parks is seeking seasoned Disney vacationers with a diverse background to lend fresh insights to the Disney Parks Moms panel. It offers advice to guests looking to plan their ultimate Disney getaway. Now, the search is on for all new panelists who can answer questions in any of four languages that is provided on the forum, English, Spanish, French, and Portuguese. Now, adults who have experience with and a passion for Disney vacations are encouraged to apply now through September 14th by visiting MomsPanelSearch.com. Now, the Disney Moms panel began in January of 2008 as a very simple question-and-answer forum with only 12 members focused solely on the Walt Disney World Resort. Today, the Disney Moms panel is a multilingual resource that has tripled in size with so many different people and answering more than 300,000 guest questions over the years. Now, as they have officially released, they said, with this being the 10th year of the global search for Disney Parks Moms panelists, I'm always in awe to see so many passionate and inspiring applicants share their Disney memories and emotional experiences as they vie for a spot on the panel, said Leanne Reagan, Director of Content Relations for the Disney Parks. Since 2008, the panel has replied to hundreds of thousands of questions, providing personalized answers and often sharing fun stories to help them with their planning needs. Now, panelists tap into their own real-life experiences and thoughtfully answer a wide array of questions. Whether the questions are about visiting a family on a tight budget or attending with children with special needs or traveling in large groups, they are going to help you. Now, if you want to apply for this, it's very easy. You go to Disney Parks and they are going to accept applications for the 2017 Disney Parks Moms panel from noon Eastern Standard Time this week all the way through noon Eastern Standard Time on September 14th. Now, all you have to do is go to MomsPanelSearch.com to enter and the application process includes a series of written questions, essays, in the first round. From there it moves on to a variety of different things and a lot harder from that but just get past that first hump. It definitely is a fun one so check it out at DisneyParksMomsPanel.com. Now talking about the parks and talking about things to get you into the parks and how about those tickets, how about Disney World scanning toddlers fingers to stop ticket fraud? Yes, Walt Disney World is now requiring young children to have their fingers scanned to enter the Magic Kingdom and its other theme parks. Now the park rolled out the ticket verification process for children between ages 3 and 9 in August of this year. Now older guests have already been scanning their fingers for quite some time. Now Disney says its ticket tag program was a way to prevent people from fraudulently using or sharing tickets, which can cost as much as $124 a day depending on the season. Now according to the Walt Disney World website, the system scans a finger and converts the image into a unique numerical value. Now that is tied to the ticket when it is used to re-enter or visit another park. Now the park doesn't store its fingerprints and discards the scan immediately according to the website. 
Disney declined to comment on how big of a problem ticket fraud is at the park, but I'm guessing it might be pretty high in terms of if they're adding something like this. Now, the finger scanning process applies to Disney World in Florida, but not Disneyland in California just yet. Now, Tom Bartholomew, an expert on scams and frauds who runs in Charlotte, North Carolina, a branch of the Better Business Bureau, said stolen tickets at theme parks, concerts, and other events are fairly common place in society. Now, as Disney has said, parents who don't want to have their children's fingerprints scanned can have their own fingers scanned instead. And any guests who don't want to participate in the finger scan can visit the park's guest relations department and take care of it and come up with a great solution there as well. So now extra forms, extra precaution, and really making it happen at the Disney parks to make sure you got to buy that ticket for the day. And it's solely for you. Now, Moving along here, talking about tickets, how about tickets are still available for the Night of Joy? Now, Disney's Night of Joy is going to be held at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex this year, and the artists represent a lineup of contemporary Christian music with 18 top performers and groups, according to the Disney Parks blog. Now, this year, they have a lot of great people with the lineup, including Mercy Me, as well as Chris Tomlin, Francesca Balistreri, Crowder, Matthew West, as well as Zealand Worship, and more. Now, they are going to have some great people. It's a fun night, great music, really great lineup for the Night of Joy. Now, it doesn't end there. They're going to have Newsboys, King for Country, Young and Free, Switchfoot, 10,000 Foot Crunch, as well as many others. So now if you want to get tickets, there are tickets still available for the Night of Joy being held at the ESPN Wide World of Sports this upcoming winter. Now, moving away here, let's get into video games and tablets and all that kind of fun stuff. And how about Disney launching Disney's Enchanted Tales on iOS and Android systems? Now, Disney announced the release of Disney Enchanted Tales on the iOS and Android. Now, the kingdom-building game allows users to construct buildings and interact with characters from popular Disney films. Now, in Disney Enchanted Tales, players begin by choosing one of three stories, Beauty and the Beast, Frozen or Tangled. From there, they can start building structures and unlocking characters from their chosen films. For instance, if players choose Beauty and the Beast, they can construct buildings like Belle's Cottage and the Bookshop. Now, players will begin with access to very few characters from their chosen tales, and they can extend and go on beyond these characters to complete time tasks in order to get extra things, extra experiences, coins, and more to unlock additional characters and additional buildings. Now, specifically, users will need to collect the right resources to unlock all new characters for their kingdoms. Now, gamers can collect resources by sending characters to complete specific time tasks or by collecting specific buildings in their kingdoms and more. Now, each character has their own individual storyline and quest to complete. And the game's guide is the fairy godmother, of course, who gives all the players separate quests to complete. And finally, players can complete the daily challenges to earn even extra rewards. It's just a really fun way to keep things moving in the right direction. And Disney already announced that it is going to go in the route of tablets and phones and iOS devices in terms of many of their video games for the upcoming year. But now it is available to download absolutely free in the iTunes App Store and Google Play. And that's Disney Enchanted Tales and it is available. Now moving to the small screen here, well, the big screen and the small screen all in the same, how about Disney Pixar's Finding Dory is coming and it has been announced. Now everybody loved Finding Dory this past summer. Fantastic film brought many tears to people's eyes and now it's gonna be here in time for the holidays on digital HD, streaming, Disney movies anywhere, Blu-ray and DVD 
on October 25th and November 15th. Now, viewers can watch Dory's hilarious and heartwarming quest to find her family and continue the underwater adventure with all of her friends. Now, it is going to have some extra things on here, including all new behind-the-scenes look at the challenging character that Pixar has ever created, Marine Life Institute behind the scenes, as well as the Piper theatrical short film starring the irresistible Sandpiper hatchling that everybody loves. Now, there's going to be many other bonus features as well to be announced, but I'm just putting the hint in your ear right now. Get ready for it. October 25th and November 15th, you're going to be able to get it streaming and on Blu-ray and DVD. Now, pushing along here, since we are on the small screen, let's talk about Disney Channel and how about cameras are ready to roll on Disney's new tween series, Andy Mack. Now, production on Disney Channel's new live-action tween series, Andy Mack, from the Lizzie McGuire creator, Terry Minsky, has begun in Salt Lake City, Utah. Now, the single-camera coming-of-age series, which was greenlit last August, stars newcomer Peyton Elizabeth Lee as a 13-year-old Andy whose world is turned upside down when her older sister, Bex, returns home to get her life together. Now, Sophie Wiley from Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn, So You Think You Can Dance, and other shows is going to be joining the cast as Andy's best friend, Buffy. Now, the series is going to launch next year, and it's executive produced by Minsky and Michelle Manning, who was in charge of Disney Channel's Adventures in Babysitting and Teen Beach 2. Now, Phil Baker of Good Luck Charlie is also on board to co-executive produce. Now, it is going to be a fun, great series. We've talked about it over the last year, how they were thinking about really making this become a series, and now they are going to do it. It is greenlit. They are filming, and it's going to be a fun, live-action Disney series about pretty much her older sister, who is over 18, moves back home and uproots her entire family. But now, Andy Mack, the cameras are rolling, and we're going to be able to see it come 2017 on the Disney Channel. Now, all of you D-heads, I did have some other things I was going to talk about here, including new Hocus Pocus merchandise at the Disney Parks, as well as many other things. But you know what? I'm going to release the reins here to the D-team for a minute, take a break, grab a drink here. I need some coffee, something to loosen up my throat here. It's a little raw here this week for some reason. Too much coaching fall ball baseball, I think, and screaming around the, the baseball diamond here. So I'm going to take that break, but before I do that, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel, and Mickey's Travel is 100% free, no fee agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, getting your tickets, and making it very special for you. And just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they are going to hook you up with absolutely free lanyards, autograph books, and more to add that hint of magic that touch of something special just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio. So definitely check them out, mickeystravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VDNs, with that said, we have more coming from the D team as we have Aaron, Nathan, Cody, Paige, and Jason all stopping in here this week with their signature segments, and we're gearing up to be that much closer to, yes, the laid-back Baloo. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay, I don't sound that good doing it. But Baloo. And also, Disney XD's kicking it, Princess Diaries 1 and 2, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, a TV series, and so much more, Joel McCrary is stopping in here soon. So I'm going to release the reins here to the D-Team, and remember, if you put your mind to it, you work hard, anything can happen, and any miracle can happen. Take it away, team. Thanks for watching Shut Up and Listen Now. Shut up and watch the new video from Myra called Miracles Happen.
Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. On Disney XD, kick it with Sensei Rudy at the Bobby Wasabi Martial Arts Academy. I'm just so sick and tired of being looked at as just another pretty face. Welcome to my world, sister. If you don't win the next tournament, we're closing you down. Let's do this. It's the Never Give Up, Never Say No Dojo. Oh, you gotta get out. I can't get out because you're kneeling on my leg. Oh, sorry, my bad. The brand new series, Kicking It, premieres next month on Disney XD. Hi, this is Hillary Tuck from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in Camp Nowhere, and you are listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I want to know. I hope everyone had a great Labor Day weekend and got to spend time with friends and family for the last hurrah of summer. 
Well, you guys have been busy sending questions, and the virtual mailbag is full. So let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Freddie L. of Montana, and he writes, Diz Radio? I have a question about Disney sing-along songs that were at the parks. How many were made? Can the old VHS tapes be found on DVD or Blu-ray now? Did any of the kids go on to anything bigger? You're awesome. Well, here's a list of Disney sing-along so- songs that were at the parks. Disneyland Fun in 1990. Let's go to Disneyland Paris in 1993. Camp out at Walt Disney World in 1994. Beach Party at Walt Disney World in 1995. Happy Haunting Party at Disneyland in 1998. And Flick's Musical Adventure at Disney's Animal Kingdom in 1999. In Disneyland Fun, Candace Hudson was a little girl, but it was an uncredited role. She went on to appear in the TV show Evening Shade for three years, and she lent her voice talent to the Land Before Time 2, 3, and 4, playing Sarah. Mika Borum, who appeared in Beach Party at Walt Disney World, went on to play young Jill Young in Mighty Joe Young. And Caitlin Fox from Beach Party is best known for her role as Chloe Waters in Profiler and as Rebecca Calloway in the ABC TV series Commander-in-Chief. For Disney, she portrayed Penny Gadget in Inspector Gadget 2 and portrayed Karen Riley in Phantom of the Megaplex. She also played Andrea Fram in Air Bud World Pup in Air Bud 7th Inning Fetch and Andrea in Santa Buddies. Shira Roth, who is in Camp Out at Walt Disney World, is best known for her work on The Prince of Egypt and also played Abigail Gregory in the 1997 movie Tower of Terror. And it looks like you can find them all on DVD with the exception of Let's Go to Disneyland Paris. Our next question is from Melanie Ray of Daytona Beach, Florida, and she writes, Question for you Disney nerds. I was going through old photos I had from when I was little and saw a photo of me with a tiger or leopard in a police uniform. I think it might have been from a Disney cartoon show, but I have no clue what it is. Thoughts? Well, I bet you're remembering Bonkers. Bonkers D. Bobcat is the star of Disney's 1993-1995 animated television series Bonkers. Originally featured on Raw Toonage, he is a former star for cartoon shorts at Wacky Tune Studios, an overly energetic and hyperactive out-of-work tune who now works in the tune division of the Hollywood Police Department. Bonkers made regular appearances at Disneyland and Walt Disney World between 1993 and 1996, most notably starring in the Disney Afternoon stage show at Mickey Starland in 1993-1996. Well, our final question this week is from Drew in Houston, and he writes, Diz Radio, I have something for you to answer. At Epcot, there used to be way more fun future world than now, but my question is how many narrators have done Spaceship Earth? Is there good audio of it anywhere for me to listen to all of them? And do they still use the Tomorrow Child song in the attraction? It's just been a while since I was there last. Thanks a bunch. Well, this is one of my favorites at Epcot. There have been four narrators, 
Lawrence Dobkin from October 1st, 1982 to May 25th, 1986. Walter Cronkite, May 29th, 1986 through August 15th, 1994. Jeremy Irons, who did the narration from November 23rd, 1994 to July 9th, 2007, and Judy Dench from February 15th, 2008 till now. You can find all these narrations on YouTube. When Walter Cronkite took over narration, the finale music was changed to Tomorrow's Child. On August 15th, 1994, Tomorrow's Child was removed after the second major renovation to the attraction. But, you can also find this great song on YouTube. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Once upon a time in Toontown, there was Cat that had it all. Fortune and fame, top of the game, up until he hit the wall. Now he makes a living downtown, walking on a brand new beat. Slipping through the new day, tripping on a two-way. Take it down a one-way street, beep, beep, beep. Who's that cop? Cracking up crime. Stop the clock. Hope he gets here on time. Let's go, Bumper. AT&T welcomes you aboard Spaceship Earth. Journey with us now to the dawn of recorded time as we explore the amazing story of human communication. Like a grand and miraculous spaceship, our planet has sailed through the universe of time. And for a brief moment, we have been among its many passengers. From the very beginning, we have always sought to reach out to one another, to bridge the gaps between us, to communicate. Across a lonely, hostile planet, our early ancestors spread out in search of food and shelter. With the development of language came a vital key to our survival. For the first time, we could share and learn from one another. We bonded together in small tribes and prospered. No longer isolated. No longer alone. <laughs> Spin it! Let's begin it. Spin it again.
Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So with that said, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with this week's quote coming from our Uncle Walt himself again, referring to the Alice films. Well, in order to crack the field, I said I've got to get something a little unique, you see. Now, they had the clown out of the inkwell who played with the live people, so I reversed it. I took the live person and put him into the cartoon field. I said, that's a new twist, and it's old. I was surprised myself. Now it's Diz Radio throwback time for this week in Diz Radio history, with show number 116 from September of 2015 featuring the legendary Ed Asner of amazing films such as Up, Elf, Gargoyles, and The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Jump back with us today and check it out. Now starting out this week in Disney history, we begin in 1927 with the very first Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoon, Trolley Troubles, created by Walt Disney and Ub Iwerks, being released. In 1942, Disney's goofy cartoon, How to Play Baseball, is released. In 1955, the Disneyland Art Corner opens in a new permanent location in Tomorrowland. The souvenir store had its beginning as a temporary location in a striped tent just off the main hub near the Red Wagon Inn when Disneyland originally opened in July of 1955. In 1973, at Disneyland, the General Electric Carousel of Progress closes. It'll be moved to Walt Disney World and replaced in Disneyland by America Sings in June of 1974. In 1984, Morocco, the first new World Showcase Pavilion to be added to the original roster since the park's 1982 opening, debuts officially at Epcot. In 1991, the two-part Darkwing Duck episode, Darkly Dawns the Duck, airs as an hour-length TV special premiere. In 1998, we got a few here. Labor Day at Walt Disney World, Mr. Toad took his last wild ride as the popular Fantasyland attraction is scheduled to close after this day. And also in 98, at Disneyland, the Hercules Victory Parade made its final appearance. And also in 98, the United States Postal Service issues a 32-cent postage stamp depicting Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves as part of its series of memories in the 1930s. Moving on to 1999, the Tatooine Traders Merchandise Shop, attached to the Star Tours attraction, opens at the Disney MGM Studios. In 2006, Twitch's Disney Channel's original movies released to DVD, and also released the classic live-action features Escape to Witch Mountain and Return to Witch Mountain on a two-disc set. In 2007, High School Musical on Tour, a new stage version of the hit Disney Channel movie, begins a series of performances at the Princess of Wales Theatre in Toronto, Canada. In 2008, the Disney Magic Cruise Ship enters dry dock for an entire ship upgrade with many, many enhancements in tow, such as new flat-screen televisions and adding a waterfall to the adults-only pool. In 2013, the reimagined California Grill, the upscale restaurant, located atop Disney's Contemporary Resort debuts. And we end this week in Disney History D-Heads with a few birthdays around the Disney company. We start him out this week with actor Bob Newhart, who voiced Bernard in the Rescuers films, being born in Illinois. This Eddie Caro, the second voice of Jiminy Cricket, is born. Michael Keaton, the voice of Chick Hicks and Cars and Ken in Toy Story 3, is born. Anika Noni Rose, the singing voice of Princess Tiana, is born in Connecticut. Disney legend and original animator Fred Moore is born. And we end birthdays this week with comedian and star of Bedtime Stories Adam Sandler being born. 
Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free to email me at nathan at dizradio.com. I'd love to hear from you, get some feedback, and send some replies out. As always, guys, have a great week and see you real soon. We get the tricks. You get the treats. Tune in all October for our annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration. Let Jonathan and the D-Team lead you into your doom buggy with Halloween guests, spooky tunes, and Halloween fun. Only on DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. Happy Halloween, everyone. Serpents and spiders, <laughs> tail of a rat. Call in the spirits wherever they're at. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand. Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. (laughs) All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back. I hope you're enjoying this show as we are gearing up for the one and only Joel McCrary stopping in here very shortly. Yes, the voice of Baloo, the Princess Diaries 1 and 2, as well as Bobby Wasabi on Disney XD's Kicking It. He's going to be stopping in here and talking about a variety of different things. I do want to extend a thank you to the D-Team so far for stopping in here, adding their signature segments, and we have even more coming from the D-Team very soon as we have Cody with the Hollywood Walk, Jason going deep into the vault, as well as Paige with a magical music review. But now you may have noticed... The music has taken a turn. It's gotten a little bit spookier, yet fun. Yes, Halloween is in the wings. Yes, it is coming up very soon. And you know we do Halloween big here at Disney On Demand with our annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. I just had the preview on to clue you in a little bit as to what this celebration is all about. If you're a new D-head, that's just discovered our show this year. But all throughout the month of October, we have spooky guests, all kinds of crazy tunes, and all kinds of Halloween fun all throughout the month. And it is a a definite fun time. Now, why am I stopping in here to give you this little bit of a preview here this year? That's because I want you D-heads to start thinking ahead. I want you to call in with your spooky stories, enter your submissions, as well as your costumes, your pumpkin carving, and more, because we are going to be having a variety of contests on DizRadio.com all throughout our annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. All throughout the month of October, we are going to be having a pumpkin carving competition. We're also going to be having your best cosplay and Halloween costumes of your favorite Disney characters, Disney movies, you name it. And on top of that, we also are going to have a writing contest. We want you to call in or send your audio tidbits of your spookiest Halloween stories or maybe just a Halloween story that already exists. Maybe it's a poem from Edgar Allan Poe that you read just perfect. We want you to enter those as well. Now, we are going to have many details about this coming up in the upcoming weeks. Now, here's the kicker. You're going to be getting a variety of great prizes from Haunted Mansion books, great Diz Radio merchandise, and exclusive annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration merchandise as well. So you're going to have your chance to jump in there and get some fantastic Halloween swag, great books, and really add that spookiness to your Halloween fun. Now, on top of that as well, we are going to have another special download page just for you again this year with trick-or-treat goodies, 
and a special Halloween mix that you can play for trick-or-treaters, play it for your own Halloween party for your children, or just play it in the background to celebrate Halloween throughout the month of October. And we're going to release something new every single week on a special page. Now you're going to be wondering, how do you get access to this page? How are you going to find out about it? We're not just going to post it all around. The one place you're going to be able to find it is if you sign up for our D-Wire newsletter. That's right. Go to our website at DizRadio.com and scroll on down and subscribe to our newsletter. We're going to be sending out a weekly newsletter with the links to all of these special goodies, Halloween fun, and also what to expect out of our Halloween guests throughout the month of October. So go there, sign up, and you're going to get the rules, the regulations, and pretty much how to go ahead and enter all these contests, competitions, and links to a lot of the freebies that we're going to have to offer. So you know we love Halloween. We love it big. And I will say in advance, yes, I'll give you one clue. Yes, our annual guest of Ice and Jay are going to be stopping in once again here this year for the festivities. They've always stopped in. They always love celebrating Halloween with us here at Diz Radio, and they're going to be doing it once again. So all of you D-heads, with that said, let's get back to the normal non-spooky music as we have Baloo. Yes, we have Bobby Wasabi. We have the Prime Minister of Genovia and so much more stopping in here with Joe McCrary. So I'm going to release the reins back once again to the D-team, and the next time you hear me, I'm going to be stopping in with Joe McCrary, voice actor extraordinaire, comedian, and more. But until then... Scroll down while you're thinking of it and get ready for the Halloween festivities. And just in advance, happy Halloween. Cooper and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Hey, beef mitts! Who do you think you are? Sorry, ma'am, we're closed. Yeah, if you're looking for the large and loving it dress shop, it's on the other side of the mall. What was that? Rudy! Rudy! Your birthday present's here! It's Bobby Wasabi! You wanna know why he's here? Because when I say I can deliver, what happens? Oh, that's right. I deliver. That's a great joke. You, you hire some big Betty to squeeze into a dress and then wobble in here saying he's Bobby Wasabi? It is hilarious. You don't think that I am Bobby Wasabi? No, ma'am or sir, I do not. That is it. not your dojo. This is my dojo. And you are fired. Places, everybody. This is a tape. Places. 
Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Everybody, Cody here, getting ready to bring you another installment of this week's Hollywood Walk. This week we have none other than Joel McCrary, another great voice actor, and not only that, but also a talented writer and live show actor, if you will. Why don't we get right in here and get to know Joel just a little better before he meets up with Jonathan in just a few minutes here. It seemed that no matter what the role for Joel McCrary, he never failed to cause uncontrollable laughter throughout his whole film career so far. In the stages of his Hollywood career, he acted in comedies like the Gillian Anderson film Playing by Heart and the Kevin Spacey blockbuster American Beauty back in 1999. In the early 2000s, he was part of the blockbuster The Princess Diaries back in 2001, where he worked alongside Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway. Also, the Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt box office smash Cheaper by the Dozen in 2003 and Robot Chicken on the Cartoon Network channel from 2004 to 2015. He also worked on The Princess Diaries 2, The Royal Engagement in 2004. He was also also in the Dakota Fanning family adventure, Charlotte's Web in 2006, the Matthew Davis comedy, Wasting Away in 2007, and the Eddie Murphy comedic fantasy, Imagine That, in 2009. During these years, he also worked in television, starring in such roles in the middle on ABC and Justified on the FX channel from 2009 to 2015, and he has also been in Jesus People in 2014. But from what Disney fans probably know him most by was, as mentioned before, he was in both Princess Diary movies, but as well as he is Bobby Wasabi and Kicking It, in which he's also the staff writer of the show. And it's interesting because he says that in order to write for a kids' show, it's very difficult because you're so limited in what you can and cannot write about. There's certain things that kids aren't going to get that adults will, and vice versa. Um, there's certain things he can't talk about, like there are certain even Disney movies that he could not bring up in the show kicking it just because of the rules that are in place for writing for such shows for Disney. So it took a lot of talent, a lot of skill, and a lot of planning to write such a successful show as kicking it. So that was very neat and interesting to hear about that. So not only can he act and he's got a great voice for doing multiple characters, he can also write a pretty doggone good series. He also voiced for video games, the Cars series video games, Cars Racerama and Cars the Video Game. He's in the English version of Howl's Moving Castle, and he was also Randy Zielinski in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. He's also the official voice actor for Blue from the Jungle Book in the Connect series, or the Connect Disneyland Adventures, the video game. He also voiced that Blue in some Disney on Ice shows as well, and also the bonus material in the Jungle Book Platinum Edition DVD. He voiced Blue, and as an extra bonus, going back to the video games really quick, if you know the Disney Infinity series, if any of you have James P. Sullivan or Sully from Monsters Incorporated, that is also Joel McCrary. Some other projects that he has been in to note would happen to be Over the Hedge. He was Dr. Dennis. He was also in Hoodwinked as Chief Grizzly in the original version. His voice, though, was uncredited, but now you know, and knowing's half the battle. <laughs> he was in the Smurfs, too, as Farmer Smurf. Also, he was in Betty and Dee the TV series as 
Tex, where he made quite a few appearances in there as well. He also made a brief appearance in Clarissa Explains It All back in 1992, if any of you remember that TV show. I remember I do. That was a fun show. I enjoyed watching that as a kid. He's also made appearances in Bones, Thor, How I Met Your Mother as Jed Wilkinson, where he made a couple of appearances, iCarly, he's been Porkchop, back in 2008 is when he appeared in there, Third Rock from the Sun, Suddenly Susan, The Brotherhood of Poland, New Hampshire, was a TV series he made a couple appearances in, The Bernie Mac Show, Judging Amy, The Wayne Brady Show, Keenan and Kel, Dharma and Greg, and also Malcolm in the Middle. So as you can see, he's been a part in a wide variety of things throughout his career, starting as early as the early 1990s, which was my prime time for watching all the Disney shows geared towards kids and all that, so it's kind of neat also because now, not only from the TV shows, but also as being James P. Sullivan or Sully for the Disney Infinity character, it's really kind of neat now because I remember, you know, my son playing as him. He's a big Disney Infinity nut, and I'd be lying if I, if I told you I didn't pick up the controller every once in a while and got my Disney Infinity fix. Um, so it's kind of neat. It's it's really wonderful to see and to know who's behind the characters. So that's all I have on this week's special guest, Joel McCrary. For this week, D-Heads, I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I will see you next week. Again, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to email me at Cody, C-O-D-Y, at DizRadio.com. And get ready, because Joel is coming up with Jonathan right after this. Have a great one. Camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest! All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney every single week here at the show, sometimes those are people that have played many parts in your lives, whether it's television, movies, you know, wonderful character roles, and more. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to any of you Disney fans. You know him from shows like Kicking It, movies like The Princess Diaries, as well as Disney Infinity for all of you gamers. We tackle it all. We have none other than the talented Joel McCreary here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hello, hello. Good to be here. 
it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, your resume uh, continues to impress. I mean, your list of credits from television, movie, and so much more just goes on and on with so many different roles you played. But the one thing that I know everybody knows I'm going to start it off with, because I love to get that kind of dish, is what led you down the road of acting and voice acting? Well, you know, it was one of those things that I knew it was what I wanted to do uh, from a very young age, uh, being an actor. Um, I would watch, you know, uh, television shows and go to movies as a kid and, you know, saw the reaction of people, especially when they would, uh, you know, make people laugh. And, and it just seemed to me from a very young age that making people laugh was an important thing that people needed that. And, and so that, that became my mission, uh, and I started doing community theater when I was 13 and haven't stopped ever since. Well, you know, and like you said, you haven't stopped, and it's continued to go on. I mean, so many different things you've been part of, all the way back to even, you know, Clarissa Explains It All and so much more. But for all of our Disney fans, I guess, that uh, that earlier incarnation into the Disney pantheon here, The Princess Diaries, uh, you know, how did you get involved with that film? And to this day, does it shock you how much of a cult fan following that film still has? I really am surprised how much it still is seen and the new generation of fans of that that come uh, come along. Uh, you know, for a while it was like, oh, these older girls who were younger when it first came out were big fans, but also so many of their parents were fans too. But now there's a younger generation who are seeing it on television. Um, and uh, uh, I, I'm always surprised that, uh, especially when younger people are like, oh, you're, the, the, you're, you're the, the prime minister of Genovia. Uh, and, and that part came about was I was performing with my improv group, um, here in, in Los Angeles and Gary Marshall, who's the director of the film, uh, came to a show and afterwards, uh, talked to me and my friend Claire Sarah, who plays my wife in the movies, uh, and said, Hey, I'm doing, working on this movie. Would you guys be interested? And we're, of course, yes, we would. Um, and so he kind of, uh, developed those characters and those parts for us with what he had seen. Uh, that's why he had me singing in the movie, because in the improv show, uh, I had done some scenes where I did some singing. He said, oh, he's very majestic and loud the way you sing. And then my friend Claire, she had done a Scottish accent, and he said, oh, I love that. So we'll have her play your wife, but she'll be from Scotland. And uh, so he really just developed it for us and what he had seen us do. <laughs> now, you know, being on that set, too, and being part of both the films, because, you know, it's one of those roles that everybody does remember. Um, you know, was it fun just on the set? Because watching back at these films, it seems like everybody just really meshed, uh, I guess, really well between, uh, you know, all the cast and the crew. It really was. Both, both sets were really fun, and uh, that's a credit to several people. Uh, number one, Gary Marshall, who is the director. Um, he always makes the sets fun, and he really believes in, you know, family first, showbiz second. And when you're on his set, you're part of his family. Um, and so it really starts there, but then also Anne Hathaway, who, when we did the first movie, really uh, was not a known name. Um, uh, she had done a couple of small films, but that was really the one that broke her out. Um, and, but, but, you know, she's the lead along with Julie Andrews, who, of course, was, you know, is a legend. Um, and so to be working with alongside her was a little intimidating, but she made everyone so welcome and was so friendly and nice. Uh, as a matter of fact, I remember my second day on the set, I sat down and they were doing my hair and, and you know, makeup and, and, as they do on the movies, and I was sitting in a chair, and then she came and sat in the chair next to me, 
um, and was having her hair and makeup done. And uh, she just looked over at me, and it was the second day uh, of working with her. She said, oh, hello, Joel, my love. And uh, I just kind of sheepishly said hi. And then just like a few seconds, I couldn't stay anymore. I got excited. I squealed out, Mary Poppins just called me her love. And, uh, <laughs> and every, she just looked at me and smiled. Went, oh, Joel. And uh, so it really was that kind of a place. So it was very friendly, and and uh, we had a we had a great time. Well, you know, and like you said, you know, those films now have gone on where they're passed on to generations. It's they're always making their rounds on TV. And of course, you know, it didn't end there. You know, you have so many different credits to your name from being, you know, Randy Zelinsky on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV series, as well, well as the research. Oh, definitely. You know, and that is a great show. We actually had a few uh, stars from that show on here, uh, you know, not too long ago as well. So that is a great television series as well. I guess, uh, I guess since, since, uh, you know, you like that we brought that up, what was it like working on that series? Because that was one of the earlier times when Disney took a movie and made it a TV series. Yeah. Uh, it was really, uh, it was really fun. We shot that up in Calgary, Canada. So I would travel up there and they put me up in a really nice hotel. And then again, it was another case where I, I got on the set and, um, in particular, uh, Peter Scolari, um, uh, who played the dad on that was, was, and I really got along and yeah, which was great because we were playing brothers. Um, even though we're physically completely different, you know, he's kind of a, a, a little guy and I'm a big, big old guy and uh so comedically just the 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 two of us standing next to each other was was pretty funny <laughs> but uh uh he loved uh that i come from an improv background and so he loved when you know we do a couple of takes of scripted and then it's like hey can we do one where we play around a little bit and a lot of that stuff got used the the stuff that we improvised uh and uh so I had a great time working with him, and I know he told me several times, oh, I love it when you're here because I get to, you know, play. I have somebody who who wants to do a couple of takes where we improvise and, and mess around with it. Um, but uh, it, so I had a great experience working on that show. Everybody was really, really, uh, I look forward to doing those. Well, you know, and that really is a show that, like I said, it's this little nugget in time that they haven't released on DVD, but believe it or not, there's actually fan sites on YouTube with every episode streaming. Really? I did not know that. Well, I'll have to look that up now. <laughs> now, you know, with that, too, being part of the uh, smaller screen here, one of them that I know my children love, and of course, I love it as well, being a martial artist myself, kicking it and being Bobby Wasabi. Uh, what was it like being part of this uh, series? Also being part of the, you know, the staff writer on the series as well and bringing this to life for Disney XD? Uh, well, that was, that was one that I just, I went out and auditioned and actually I had gone in for a couple of Disney shows. Um, and, uh, they said, well, we like him a lot, but, and, and you know, he's worked for Disney and, and so he's part of the family, but, but we feel like, um, uh, my auditions were a little subtle for other things I'd gone in for. And I had worked hard, you know, for the big screen, you have to, your acting has to be a little smaller and, and, and not as over the top. And so I worked really hard to get that because I came from an improv and sketch background. So I was so used to that. And I was going on other auditions for movies. And then they'd say, yeah, it's a little over the top. But then I worked hard to get that under control. And, and then I started working more in movies uh, after I did that. And then I went <laughs> to audition for a couple of Disney shows. Well, see, he's, he's a little subtle. Uh, and so when I went in for <laughs> kicking it, 
I said to myself before I went in, I said, okay, I'm going to defy them to tell me I'm subtle this time. So I went in and was this big, over-the-top character, and I walked out thinking, oh, man, I think I just embarrassed myself. Uh, there's no way they're going to cast me for this. I was so over-the-top. And then I got the call, you got the job. It was like, really? <laughs> so I knew I knew from the get-go, it's like going, okay, with this character, I can go back to my sketch and improv roots and really have fun and dig into this over-the-top, you know, over-dramatic character. And so to play that was so much fun. Um, I really love playing Bobby Wasabi. Um, and, you know, uh, he's in these crazy outfits. I was wearing two wigs. They had to sew two wigs together to make that that mane that I wore. Uh, and then um, the Fu Manchu mustaches and then the, the over-the-top, you know, uh, glittery caftans and, and uh, uh different things that he wore. Uh, it was, I just look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, I think I know who this character is. And then, you know, it would just be, hello, I'm Bobby Wasabi. And uh, so I had a great time doing that. It was it was really fun to get to do something that wacky and, and, and just, you know, crazy. Well, you know, in that show, you know, it really was, like you said, wacky, crazy, fun. And, uh, you know, just having this slapstick humor. And, you know, I got to say, you know, playing Bobby Wasabi, you know, I really love how much you tackled that, uh, you know, former star glory days, yet kind of oblivious to what's going on now. But at the same time, you, I, I love the uh, the hot dog me. That was always the best. <laughs> Yes, uh, that that was really fun. We did that. I think that was in the first episode. We did it a few more times where he would yell at his uh, ninja, uh, uh, Evan, sausage me. And then he would throw a hot dog over into a bun to another ninja from across the room, ninja style, and then hand it to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of people uh, who've uh, approached me. Although it's funny with that character because I don't get recognized for that character as much because he had such a different look. And I'm actually, you know, bald on top, and he had that long hair and the Fu Manchu. And so I'm always impressed when, you know, somebody comes up and says, are you Bobby Wasabi? And it happens from time to time, but not quite as much as some of the other things, uh, because it's, I look so different in my, in my regular life. Well, you know, and working on that and that series as well, like you said, you did look so different on that series. Of course, you know, you are wearing, you know, a kimono and everything, so that changes the look all altogether. Uh, but uh, with that, you know, working with the ensemble cast and all the young actors and, uh, you know, the entire series like that, um, was there one episode that was actually your favorite to film with that, whether that was on screen, off screen, just, uh, you know, having this kind of fun and hijinks with this very unique Disney XD show? Well, you know, really, um, it's tough because there were, there were a lot of fun episodes, but I think the one that was probably the biggest Bobby episode was one called Bobby Gets His Groove Back. And that was one where he realized he loses all of his money. And so he moves into the dojo and Jack and Rudy are like, oh, this is not going to work to have him here at all. We've got to figure out a way to get him back on his feet. And so they convince him uh, to go out and audition to be a, to be an action movie star again. And so they give him a makeover and they shave all of his hair off and give him a sleek, you know, new look and, and, uh, shave his mustache off and change his wardrobe, dressed all in black with a blazer and sunglasses. And so he's got this tough facade and he goes out and of course he blows the audition. Um, but then in the end he, he ends up getting back. So it was really fun because that was like a complete, uh, yeah, change in the character because it really was the first time he was kind of aware of reality uh, because he was forced to be as much as he tried not to, to, uh, um, to avoid what was really going on. Then, you know, he 
was out of money and his ninjas took off and he was actually alone. The only people he had to lean on were the were Rudy and the kids at the dojo. So uh that was that was fun just because it was so different for him and uh he he, he grew as a person more so than maybe in other episodes. Uh so that was a great one. Definitely. Now, you know, aside from small screen and large screen, and like I said, you know, my kids, they love kicking it. They still stream it on Netflix even now. They love that series. But, uh, you know, moving, uh, you know, moving on from there, of course, voice roles and being part of so many different things from Disney Infinity as well as Infinity 3.0 and even the Smurfs. I guess what led you down into voice acting and, uh, you know, voice roles and, uh, you know, playing roles like James P. Sullivan, Baloo, and uh, some of those iconic characters? Um, well, it just, it came about from, um, well, I, you know, I, I had come out to Los Angeles and I was doing fairly well with the acting and at this, and I'd done a number of commercials and when I would do those, uh, from time to time they'd say, oh, well, what if you do, um, the, the voiceover for this commercial too? So my agents that I was working with commercially said, oh, you know what, we have a voiceover department. We should, you know, start sending out for other things since people are hiring you for this. And so I just started working a little bit in the voiceover um, uh, world, and it wasn't something I was pursuing. I, I knew a lot of people who, who really were. And so it just kind of became something that happened alongside the acting career. And then the more I did it, the more I was like, oh, I really like this. And so I worked on it a little bit more uh, and uh, to kind of know more of what I was doing and learn from other people. And uh, and so that turned into to more work. And it really started with doing Baloo. Um, they were, uh, gosh, I don't even remember what year it was, but it was back in the uh, uh, mid, mid-90s, mid I think, where they were working on um, – another Jungle Book movie, and they had auditions, and I got called in for it. And when I was a kid, Jungle Book was my favorite movie, and I wanted to grow up to be Baloo. And so when I got a call to audition for that, I uh, I was like, yeah, I'll come in. And so I, I went in a few times, and, and they kept calling me back in and back in, and it really came down to, for the movie, um, they were either going to have me, um, and I do a, a classic voice match of Phil Harris, who was the original Baloo, um, in an animated film, and uh, so it came down to me doing that voice or John Goodman doing something similar, but it was still definitely John Goodman. And so they were trying to decide: do we keep the classic voice, or do we go with uh, you know uh, John Goodman and have a celebrity who can go out there and promote it? Well, ultimately they went with John Goodman. Um, but after the film came out, um, there were other things that came up where they needed Blue's voice, and they decided, you know. For all the everything else we do, we should use the classic voice. So then, um, they needed uh, a voice to be in a, a parade at Disneyland, um, and so I come in to do that. And then they were doing a commercial where they had Baloo's voicing in Bare Necessity, so they called me in to do that. So I just started doing that slowly, and so now I think it's been, gosh, almost 20 years that I've been uh, I've done the voice for them. So I've done video games, uh, a number of things for that, and then that led to. Some of the other voices I've done, including um, Sully, uh, when John Goodman's not available, I'll do a voice match for Sully as well. Um, and uh, so 
so it, that's really been fun. But but doing Baloo because that was a childhood dream to be him is one of my favorite things that I get to do. Well, you know, and being able to portray a classic like that, you know, I can understand how it is one of your favorites to do because it's like a dream come true. You grew up watching the character, and of course, Phil Harris. I mean, the classic, you know, Phil Harris show, the old time radio shows. You know, great vocal personality, and you being able to carry that on for a new generation. I mean, I would be just as excited every single time I go into the studio as I'm sure you are yeah it really is one of my favorite things to do and uh you know because he's so relaxed and oh yeah man i'm gone solid gone you know that that just that attitude is so much fun and it's so he's so laid back and so cool um so uh and and getting to sing you know bare necessities or uh want to be like you um those are classic and you know those they don't die because they're so good well you know and with that too you know with some of these you know times that you've carried over those characters um have you ever had a chance to go back and you know see these video games or nuggets where you've done the voice and you almost get lost and forget that it's even you doing this voice oh yeah yeah there there was a a book that uh had um little points and you push a button and then the voice would come in and tell it it was the story of, of jungle book and i had done the voice for that and so um I had uh, uh, found the book and, and gave it to um, uh, my nephew uh, when he was a little kid, uh, and so would read bedtime that for bedtime story. And so, it just, yeah, we just get lost in the story, and then sometimes it would just be so real. Oh, that's Baloo, and it's like, oh yeah, that's me doing that. Uh, and also, there were a couple of toys where you squeeze the paw, uh, and it was a stuffed Baloo, and he would, you know, say a couple of Baloo-isms, and. Uh, uh, yeah, it's easy to forget that, that, that oh, yeah, I went into a, a, a booth and recorded that, um, that it's not just Baloo doing it. <laughs> well, you know, and with many of these voices, like you said, it is one of those where it does get lost and it carries over for, a, you know, a new generation. And, you know, you've been part of so many of these, like I said, from Disney Infinity as well as, you know, storybooks and uh, whatnot, and then television series and movies. I guess with that, you know, over your whole career and spanning so many different things, is there ever one moment or one film, doesn't even have to be Disney-related, that is one that you look back upon as, uh, I guess, that that moment in time where when you write your memoirs, you write that, uh, I guess, that look back in your life, you're like, that one has to make it inside of the book. Um, well, I tell you what, it's, it's one that um, I don't think you know about, uh, another facet, because I've done television and film and voiceover, but I also worked at Disney World in Orlando doing street theater at Epcot Center in the Italian and United Kingdom Pavilion. And that was my early, early 20s, and we were doing these street shows, um, and uh, that was so much fun, and I started working with people who are still some of my best friends to this day. And that was really a formative time, and I learned a lot, and there was um, it was really interesting because, you know, it was in Orlando, Florida, so... There were days where it was really, really hot, uh, and so we, you know, the people I was working with, we were in the trenches out there together, um, but we still, uh, I, that was where I really learned um, how to, I learned a lot about comedy and working in front of an audience, and so I learned so much that that is um, not as high a profile as some other things I've done. But it really was a time uh, where I learned a lot. I made some of the best friends of my life. And uh, I, it was just an overall 
life-changing experience. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where it seems like it almost set the uh, the tone, you know, starting those early days with Disney, interacting with people, doing, I guess, improv right there on the spot, and leading into now, it's almost one of those, it was predestined for you to do this. I believe it was. I absolutely do. And uh, it definitely set me down a path. And, you know, doing that kind of thing, especially with the improv and, you know, uh, the people I was working with, we, we did a lot of writing. That led to, you know, the writing that I'm doing now, uh, where, you know, which started on, well, it didn't start on Kicking It, but, but that was the first time I was a professional staff writer was on Kicking It. Um, after I'd done a couple of episodes of Bobby Wasabi, the showrunner, uh, Jim O'Doherty, um, and I, we had hit it off, and I talked to him about some writing that I had done at that point. And he said, well, we have a, a spot in the writer's room. Do you want to come in and do that for the second half of the first season? I was like, sure. And then that ended up being something I did for fourth season. And then also in the fourth season, I ended up uh, directing an episode of Kicking It, uh, which was a great experience. Uh, but then after Kicking It was done, uh, then that led me. I'm a writer currently on Gamer's Guide to pretty much everything on Disney XD. And I've directed a couple of episodes of that. So it's really led to other things um, uh, for me um, uh, and new new directions that I'm starting to go down with the writing and directing as well, which I really love doing. Well, you know, and that answers many of the questions that I was going to say is, you know, what do you have currently going on or anything where we're going to be able to see you or hear you or, uh, you know, maybe experience some of your writing. But you've already answered that with Gamer's Guide and uh, many of those other facets. But I guess in closing here, you know, from your entire career, so many different things, fans that you've touched, whether that was from Princess Diaries, Kicking It, Gamer's Guide, Being Baloo. I mean, I could go on and on from your credits. Is there anything you'd like to leave out there as a final word uh, from Joel to all of your fans? Yeah, keep watching. You never know where I'll show up. I'm one of those actors uh, that uh, just from time to time you'll go, oh, I know that guy. Um, so, And I'll get that uh, when I'm rather so. So keep watching. Um, I don't have anything currently because I've been doing more of the writing and directing. So I don't have anything currently on screen coming up. But uh, you never know when my voice will show up or, uh, or, or my face will pop up on your screen. Uh, I'm not stopping doing that, but I'm, I've just been busy with other things. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out and an ear out for, for my face and voice because you never know. Definitely. Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in. I know all of your fans out there, whether they're watching Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, a TV series on a YouTube channel or kicking it on Netflix. You know, it was our pleasure having you stop in, Joel, chat with us, you know, take this trip through your career. And I'm sure we're going to be uh, hearing, seeing and uh, much more from you in the years to come. So thanks once again for stopping in. All right. Thank you. I had a great time. I love talking about my favorite subject, which is, which is me. Show. 
Siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC82. It's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where the school year is just kicking off, and we're here to make it easy on you. Welcome back once again. I apologize for being off on the last bit of my summer vacation, but you know, sometimes the mountains of Arizona are gonna call you. Yeah, they're called mountains, but they're really weird. Anyway, I got the opportunity to watch some movies on the plane and, of course, catch up on some great television shows that I've missed out on. And how could I have missed out on this one? The one we're going to look at today with Joel McCrary. Not to get confused with Joel McHale. Completely different Joels. But it's funny all the same. We're going to delve deep into the high-flying adventures of martial arts Disney-style as we look at the Disney Channel's original television series, Kickin' It. Now this show centers around the Bobby Wasabi Martial Arts Academy. And had I known that was the beginning and the premise of the show with a name like that, I would have been in day one. But silly me, I had to be on the sidelines doing other shows. And it happens to be the worst dojo in the entire franchise. I don't see how it could be, considering the name Bobby Wasabi would just drag me in. So how does one decide to better the image of this dojo and make it top-notch once again? Well, most people hire a great marketing campaign to change their logo, do some other things. No, we enlist a brand new teacher, Jack, who's going to teach them everything about life, friendship, and most of all, a few high kicks. This group of underdogs, it wouldn't be a Disney Channel show without an underdog being represented, truly band together, not only in a physical realm, but also in the means of friendship. And this dojo 
lives by one code, the true Wasabi Code. We swear by the light of the dragon's eye to be loyal and honest and never say die. How awesome is that? I mean, you want to like have that embroidered on a plaque behind your door or, quite frankly, maybe even emblazoned on your screensaver. Whichever way you do it, you gotta love it. And thanks to Jack, Milton, Jerry, Kim, Eddie, and Rudy all band together as they kick it. Don't you just want to feel like the all-90s getting some overalls and maybe put your hat on backwards and do a yo-yo-yo every time you say kicking it? Uh, okay, maybe not. But this is the type of show that makes you feel good. Maybe makes you want to take a look at a different role in sports. And then again, it also makes you look at a way to look at friendship in a whole new light. Now the show has lasted four seasons, starting in June of 2011 and ending in March of 2015. A great show featuring all these kids. What are you going to find when you watch this show? Well, of course you're going to have some high kicks, some chopping, and of course a lot of humor. And that's what makes this show great. It's got that edge to where it's not necessarily a boy's show, and it's not definitely a girl's show, but it can be met in the middle. Unfortunately, there is no means of purchasing it. However, you can absolutely watch to your heart's content in any streaming means you can. That's the joy about finding new shows. So fire up that DVR, that streaming device, or whatever means you get your digital broadcast, and get into kicking it. I mean, they're half hour long, they're not many episodes, four seasons in total, and you are really gonna love it. I have to admit, I did shy away from it when it first came out. I can't believe I did. But you know, it was definitely worth the watch on the plane. And then, of course, bringing it to this bigger screen when I got home. So I'm going to file this one under W for Wasabi, and I'm going to see you next time with another blue for you to view here on The Vault. So until then, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always a high karate chop and always deep inside of you. state of martial arts even when you're outnumbered outmatched or just out of town on business you always have the element of surprise kicking it the new season premiere monday february 17th only on disney xd Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. Joel McCary just stopped by to chat with Jonathan. As you know, Mr. McCary is the Prime Minister of a rather tiny kingdom nestled between France and Spain. Well, maybe not in reality. But Mr. McCary did bring Prime Minister Motes to life alongside Anne Hathaway's Mia Thermopolis and Julie Andrews' Queen Clarice in the 2001 film The Princess Diaries. The official soundtrack for the film is a collection of songs found throughout the film, which is what we'll focus on this week. An additional album was released with the score for the film, which was composed by John Debney, whose other Disney credits include Hocus Pocus, The Emperor's New Groove, Chicken Little, Hannah Montana the Movie, and the 2016 film The Jungle Book. He also worked on a number of other Gary Marshall films, including the sequel to The Princess Diaries, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, and the 2016 film Mother's Day, Gary Marshall's last film before passing earlier this year. So, in dedication to Mr. Marshall, follow me to San Francisco as we join Mia and her family and friends in a musical look back at the Walt Disney Pictures' The Princess Diaries.
going in the order the songs appear in the film this week, let's start with the very first song in the film. Supergirl is performed by American pop singer Crystal. The song was the only track from her debut album, Me and My Piano, to be released as a single. The film soundtrack nowadays is a complete throwback to early 2000s pop music, and this song is no exception. With the use of keyboard, electric guitar, and drum set, Crystal is also backed by a few singers. The tempo of the song is fairly relaxed with a soft groove that is kept steady throughout with the drums keeping the beat. The song has one softer section where the instruments drop in dynamic and Crystal and the other singers are brought further into the forefront of the song, leading into another round of the chorus that also serves as a bridge into the key change that will be carried out in the rest of the song.
Mia's main antagonist in the film is Lana Thompson, the popular cheerleader brought to the screen by Mandy Moore. While Miss Moore today is known to Disney fans as the voice of Rapunzel, she, at the time of the Princess Diaries release, was more well known to the world as a pop artist. She had released three albums prior to the film's release and had yet to have her starring role debut in film, which would come a year later. Having established herself already as a singer, it seems only right she was given a song in the film. Stupid Cupid was released in 1958 by Connie Francis, peaking at number 14 on Billboard Hot 100. More upbeat than their previous selection, Moore's character sings the song during the school's beach party, with her girlfriend singing backup, an electric guitar, piano, and drum set taking care of the instrumentation. A little more on the cutesy end of 2000's pop, it is a cover that found a good home in the film. Stupid Cupid, you're a real mean guy. I like it if you Picking on me final song for the week comes from the end of the movie, a lot of the promotional work for the film, and even briefly in the film's sequel. Sung by American singer Myra, Miracles Happen was the second single from her 2001 self-titled album. The song received an Alma Award nomination for Outstanding Song in a Motion Picture Soundtrack in 2002. Coming in is the track for Mia and friends to dance to at the ball, and for Mia to see her new home, the beautiful Genovia, for the first time, it helps to bring the film to a close. Pulling more on the more magical sounding instrumentation with the use of a harp and chimes to go along with the piano, electric guitar, and drum set, Myra and her backup singers bring the listener an upbeat song in lyrics, reminding listeners that 
taking a chance can be right, that faith is not blind to continue to believing in our dreams, and that miracles do happen. Yes, I know this song is about a relationship, but these lyrics can serve as reminders for all of us in many different situations in our lives, and what is special is how we can all find a way to make these lyrics personal in our own lives.
And with that, my time is up. I hope you've all enjoyed this week's magical music review, and thanks for coming back every week to Disney On Demand. Feel free to connect with the Deep Team and myself on the D-Wire Facebook page or with me with any comments, suggestions, or questions at page at DizRadio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at DizRadio.com. Have a magical rest of your week, D-Heads, and until next time, see ya! Princess Mia, look out the window, and welcome to Genovia. To Princess Mia's 21st birthday. Mia Thermopolis has everything a girl could ever want. I have my own mall. I'm glad you like it. This is so cool! Except the one thing she's always dreamed of. I'm ready for a romantic fairy tale love. But destiny is going to give her a push in the right direction. If Princess Mia is not married in 30 days... What? She forfeits the throne of Genovia to young Lord Devereux. Shut up. Grandma said shut up. Shut up. Now... May I blow in your ear? A girl who's never been lucky in love... Whoa! I'm getting married. To who? I don't know. ...will lose her family's claim to the throne. <gasps> unless she can do the impossible. How could Parliament expect me to fall in love in 30 days? Why don't we find out what kind of candidates are out there? Too old. Too young. Prince William. I absolutely accept. He's not eligible. I just love to look at him. Me too. From the director of Pretty Woman and Runaway Bride. You're going to be gorgeous at your big Genovian wedding. Comes a story about discovering who you really are. I look like a moose. But a very cute moose. Make all the boy moose go. Finding out what you really want. Andrew is really nice. But it is possible that I have feelings that are not exactly hate for Nicholas. I loathe you. I loathe you. Do I want to know? I don't think so. And deciding what it takes to make your dreams come true. Do you think she can do it? I've always believed in her. Walt Disney Pictures presents Anne Hathaway, Julie Andrews. Whatever choice you make, let it come from your heart. Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement. It's time for mattress surfing! <laughs> May I? Is she really going to do this? It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh. I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-Hats, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. I want to extend a very special, magical thank you once again to the one and only Joel McCrary for stopping in here at the show. You have played a part in so many different roles, television series that my kids grow up with, as well as the iconic Baloo, and so much more. I am looking forward to seeing and hearing from you even more in the upcoming years and in the rest of 2016. So thank you, Joel, once again for stopping in, and all of you D-Heads out there, definitely check out Disney XD's Kicking It with him as being Bob. Bobby Wasabi. You are going to laugh and not regret tuning in to this show. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. Yes, without the D-Team, you'd have nothing more than me rambling week in and week out. So I want to extend that thank you to Aaron, Nathan, Paige, Cody, 
and Jason all stopping in here this week with their signature segment. Without you, there wouldn't be that extra bit of magic for all the D-heads out there. So thank you, D-team. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-team on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. And most of all, the most important... Thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. You are the reason that we've been coming back at you for the last six years, 158 shows, and all kinds of fun. So thank you, the D-Heads, for tuning in for the last six years and making the show what it is. Without you, there would be no show. Now, before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in here next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our lifetime of Disney player, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also join the discussion on our D-Wire Disney Discussion Group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Just search Disney On Demand. Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, of course, and Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. All of them are going to help you find our fun, magical, unique, special little show. And if you want to stay connected instantly as soon as the shows get released, all you got to do is go to Stitcher Radio or iTunes and subscribe right there. All you got to do is look us up on Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, you name it, so you can listen to it instantly. And that's right there on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. And remember, if I'm talking too fast, which I like to do way too often because I'm just always full of energy, you can find all of these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-heads, it is all out of the way. The show is here and complete. We've had all kinds of fun. We are kicking it together. We are hanging out with royalty. And next week for show number 159, we're getting that much closer to kicking off our not-so-scary Halloween celebration. But before we do that, think something in the terms of Disney underwater fun, Disney classic characters, and all kinds of special magic. I'm going to leave it at that. So until next week, all of you D-heads, I'll catch you online, catch you everywhere else, see you on the boards. And remember, take time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. That is first, foremost, and the most important in your life. So remember that for the weekend. So go out, have fun, have a fantastic weekend, and make the memories happen. Until next week, all of you D-heads, have a great one. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strivings. I mean the bare necessities, Mother Nature's recipes. Bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be found. Of my big home The bees are buzzing in the tree To make some honey just for me You look under the rocks and plants And take a glance at the fancy ants Then maybe try a few The bare necessities of life will come to you Look for bare necessities
necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. That's why a bear can rest at ease with just bare necessities of life. So just relax, yeah, in my backyard. If you act like that bee act, you're working too hard. Don't spend your time just looking around for something you want can be found. You'll find out you can live without it and go along not thinking about it. It tells you something true. The bare necessities of life will come to you. They'll come to you. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.